come back. You're listening to Lev's On League Season 2024 with your hosts Johnny K. Roos, Bassaboog, and Chris Dahart. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this podcast, whether you're frantically trying to downgrade your criminal charges to misdemeanors or if you've gone full factory reset and thrown out your entire board of directors or if you are making some sweet love to that somebody special. We are Lebs on League, where a group of Lebers discuss all things NRL, no holds barred, and with me to discuss Rugby League again at the beginning of 2024, the beast from the Middle East, Bassabood. Good evening, gentlemen. Happy New Year. I hope 2024 is a fantastic year for all your loved ones and to all our listeners likewise. I'd just like to say it's good to see that our season, before it's even kicked off, has begun the same way it finished with our administrators just fucking up right royally, eh? Like, yeah, we're going to go to Vegas and every NRL player has a rap sheet as long as your fucking arm and nobody stopped to think, this is a great idea. We're going to go to Vegas and play footy, yeah! We can't take everybody! Let's bring Chris in on this one too and from our friends at One Touch Waterproofing for all your waterproofing needs. Chris, Daha. How are you, boys? Chris, uh, sponsor of the show. I'm assuming that means you're taking us to Vegas this year. I would love to. I've got a problem, though. What's the problem? You guys got to get permission from your wives first. You, you foot the bill. I don't worry about permission. Don't worry about it. You, you foot the bill and we'll see how fast we get on a plane. Permission from our wives. I think you've got to be more concerned about our criminal records. Yeah, well, that's about Yeah, probably. What an absolute debacle. Like, were they even thinking about that? Like, no. Like, that's somebody the last thing somebody glossed over that completely in the fine print because, like I, like I said, a, a shit ton of rugby league players because the NRL is the only sporting body in the world that hasn't got a problem with glassing your misses, hasn't got a problem with well, I mean, it's drunk driving or drug driving or domestic violence or I don't know how many others that we can ring out. Right now, I can't think of all the misdemeanors that rugby league... Shooting illegal guns on your property, riding unregistered motorbikes. Always going to go there. <coughs> Latrell. Shitting, Latrell shitting in <laughs> corridors of hotels. First show of the season with Latrell batching straight away. Hey. The funny thing is, they're doing all that stupid stuff here. In Vegas, you become more stupid. Get loose in Vegas. So how stupid can you get I there? Don't, I don't think any NRL team that's going over there would not sit them and sit them down and read them the right act. Because if anybody steps out of line on this trip... The, I'm sure Valentes and Dumbo have said you jeopardise any future soirees to the to Vegas for this uh, season opener. So I'm sure they've all been read the right act. But in the immortal words of Richard Pryor, they're not ephthalmologists, are they, Carriers? They're honestly, not <laughs> ephthalmologists. They <laughs> certainly aren't. Do you honestly think they're not going to escape getting a cab? There's going to be some very strict rules laid down. There's got to be. We know that. Seriously. No, Chris, I don't think the clubs at the NRL are going to put up with any shenanigans, like I said. But in their eons of wisdom, did they not sit down and think the Americans have like a very thin line when it comes to criminal records and stuff? Ironically, that only country, Western country, that has the highest crime rate in the world. I agree with you, Bass. It does shock me because our NRL players come from backgrounds where they didn't hand out degrees, they didn't recruit these players from the church choir. A lot of cases of domestic violence, drug abuse, possession, you name it, it, it's throughout every single team. 
and before the NRL sat down and said, hey, let's go and have a look at number one, a team that, that's got a pretty clean record. Hard to find. I don't think they're going to find a team that's got a clean record where all of their marquee key players that we want to see are going to be able to go to, to Vegas and play. Now, they, they called upon Kevin Rudd, who is the Australian ambassador to the US, and uh, he's been about as helpful as a screen door on a submarine. Did he say sorry? He doesn't know about Didn't it. Didn't he say sorry? He doesn't even want to know about Didn't it. Didn't he just go to the US government and say, look, I'm sorry? <laughs> can we let him in now? <laughs> He's basically said, what can I do? You guys have got to behave. And if you haven't behaved, that's the rules. Them's the rules. So thanks very much, Kevin. You know, we get it. We, we understand that as you grew up, your parents gave you a slip to not participate in sports growing up because that's not you. But, you know, to the US and the Australian public, sport is a very big and important part of our lives. And uh, it's really an Australian of Kevin Rudd to not actually lift a finger and say, I've got this, boys. Let me do this. Let's showcase NRL to the world. Let's make sure that our best players are seen on the world stage. But instead, Reese Walsh is under a cloud. Jack Whiten, Latrell Mitchell are under clouds. Jack Whiten's actually not playing. He's, he's been suspended. Another thing that I want to talk about as well. Jared Rhea Hargraves, by the way, he's, he's, he's not eligible. He's suspended. Mate, well, I, today I the Roosters, the Roosters tried to bypass that today by saying, "Well, if he gets chosen in the Indigenous All Stars versus the Maori side, can't that be his suspension served and let him play in the Vegas game?" But they knocked that on the. But on isn't the that chin. what? Isn't that the the get out of jail free card that Jack Whiten's trying to go for? It's not happening. I don't understand why you can bypass that. Like, he's going to get picked, so you take one suspension. If you're not picked. Because you're suspended, why does it have to come off? Yes, you got to serve it. Hang on, sorry, you got to serve it. No, 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 no. Sorry, Why? sorry. Well, he can play. Stop. Hang on a sec. He can play the All Star match, but in the rugby league season, you're out for four games. Stop. You're out for four games. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Calm down. Take a breath. Bass wants to say something. Just take a breath. Valandis said, "Why should I suspend Taylor May?" Right? Why should the fans suffer? Why are the fans suffering now? Why did he pull it out of the cart for Penrith? Because he's a Westie himself, the prick. Huh? The <laughs> cocksucker. He doesn't know what he's doing. Please. No, 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 no. He set the precedent. I he set Kairos. He set precedent. I understand. Why punish the fans? Yeah, I understand that. And I agree with you. But that's how stupid he is. That's how stupid they are. But he figures... you should be serving your su- your suspension in the NRL season. He, okay. Any, any we're, we're trial open, match We're that. opening up a can of worms All here, right, that's specifically it. for Vegas, as far as I'm concerned, I would yeah, have thought... that's round one. ...that if we want to actually take this game to Vegas and showcase the great game of the Rugby League, then we need to have our best explosive players. Jared Ruiahagos has to play. Latrell's got to be there. Reese Walsh has to be there. Otherwise, I don't understand what's in it for the teams to say hey, we're going to be missing half of our team or a good portion of our, our brighter players. And this counts for competition points. Be- because they've got criminal records or because they're serving suspensions. You're going all the way to Vegas? I'd like to think there's a loophole saying, hey, you know what, Jared Rory Hargraves, you can play in Vegas because this is going to be an absolute spectacle that we want to showcase and sell the game. But it's a suspended sentence. When you come back to Australia, you miss round two. I don't think that teams are going to begrudge that if they all come on board and get on board with that. Especially seeing... Yeah, that's fine. That, especially that, that's seeing fine. that, all, I agree the, with that. all the teams that are going to Vegas are playing each other around one and two. I don't think it's a disadvantage for anyone, but at least they're allowed to bring their best players all the way to Vegas and uh, show the US what we've got. I was going to say, we're going to Vegas, game. right? So instead of taking... It's a glad attack. You want to take your hard nuts. You want Spencer Lee and fucking Jared Maria Hargreaves running out there and... 
obviously you don't, want the, you don't want them flouting the rules, but you want them to play as hard as they fucking possibly can and legally can. But then again, they did take their best spokesman who's going to fucking carry the whole weekend in Vegas, Sharon Woods. Sharon He's Woods. Gonna, Sharon is going to yeah. carry the whole weekend. <laughs> Please, NRL. Like, honestly. You know, and listen, you don't get a second opportunity at a first impression. Yeah, it's because Aaron Woods is a bit of a flamboyant person. I think he'd be good on a radio station talking about the game. I think they're going to like him. They'll resonate with him. When they watch him, they're going to go, oh, he's soft as a yeah, pillow. Yeah, he's an idiot like but them. But you put him on a radio station, I think he can hold he's his an own. Idi- he's an idiot like the Americans. I just think that I don't understand what's in it for the teams. If they're going to do this year in, year out, hopefully do this year in, year out, they've got to be in a position where they say, if we're going to go all the way to Vegas and put our entire team through the long trip, jet lag, coming back, then we need to have our best team on the field. Otherwise, it's just not worth it. Otherwise, let's just stay home. I'm going to have Latrell Mitchell, Jack White missing games because of their criminal records. You know, I need them on the field. So they're going to miss round one. I want them playing round one. So this is something the NRL needs to get on top of really, really quickly. I'd like to think that there's still some sort of, pardon the pun, get out of jail free card here and they're going to be able to do a deal with the US and customs. But it would be absolutely terrible for this whole experiment. Yeah. If we can't have our best seventeen pieces, ra- ra- round one, round one, he plays here. Round one in Vegas, he doesn't play. Valendis has lost all credibility. You know, a couple of years ago, they don't want to punish the fans. Taylor Bay should play in the semi-final. Semi-final. Let's let's reserve that suspension. And you know what? If you if he didn't get injured, he was playing the grand final as well. You can serve that suspension next year. I know. Next year you can serve it. But now we're trying to showcase this game to the world. Right? All eyes, all ears, all attention is on us. You want your hardest nuts, your best players, your superstars playing, but now Valandis doesn't. Now he wants to punish the fans. Please, let's quickly touch on this because it is something that's only happened a couple of weeks ago. There is a new line dropout rule out in the full. It's a tap to the opposition ten meters out. Is that also if it doesn't go the ten? Isn't it? My apologies. Yeah. yeah. So out on the full, or if it doesn't go the ten. Yeah. Now, is this an important part of our game? Either you get the ball back. And if it doesn't go to 10, you get a penalty. So you get two points out of it. It's going to be, you hope for the best, and you're going to, nothing's going to happen. If you kick it, you get the ball back. That's yeah, great. But yeah, then if but you don't on. get the, but if you don't hang get on. the ball back, the other bloke just plays the ball. Hang on, Chris. So what advantage, what advantage does the team, Chris, the only time, get the only time, even if it goes out on the foot, you get a penalty. Yeah, you get a penalty. They don't get a shot, they don't take the shot at goal all the time anyway. The only time you were ever taking the shot at goal, if that happened, was there's two minutes to go and it's 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 even scores. Or it's two minutes, three minutes to go, five minutes to go, and you're down by two, you take the well, two. That's, that's a good point. What's the right? ratio? What, what, what's the ratio is key here. So if you're up, if you're up 14 to 6, are you taking the shot at goal? No. You're going to take the tap anyway. The NRL wants to make the game exciting. It wants to reward the defensive side by attempting the short dropout, get the ball back, turn the defence into attack. A penalty in front for two points is a bit of a harsh penalty for that infringement. Same well, thi- but same thing with I the know, kickoff. But, yeah, but, well, but, the, only good thing, the, so, only, the only good thing is if you're, up for, if you're down 14-12, let's say, and you go for it because you need the ball back to score a try, the other team doesn't get a penalty. You'll, they'll take the shot. They'll waste a minute. They've, they've then got to tap it and maybe force them to drop the ball. You're still down by two, not going up by four now, where you have to score a try. That's the only good thing about it. It should always have been a strategic play from the very start, but it seems to me that a lot of teams last year, and I'm saying this as a South fan because I thought they did this terribly last year, and a lot of South fans were very vocal about this. They'd go for the short dropout. It's like they didn't train for it because Latrell Mitchell 
had a really bad track record of number one, keeping it in the field of play or even going the 10 metres. So he either kicked it out on the full or it didn't go 10 metres. So it was a really low percentage play for someone like those guys. So to me, it seemed like these guys simply weren't training for I disagree it. with you. I disagree with you. So the thing is with that play, if you're going to attempt it, it's a fine line. Too deep and you don't get a chance to play at the ball. You've got to get it right on the 10, 11, 11 metre line at worst. Any more than that, and you really don't have, you don't really get a play at it. More than anything, it comes down to the accuracy of the person who's taking the dropout. Because he's always aiming for Campbell Graham. When we do it, we're almost aiming for Tupo. We're almost aiming for Suwali. You're aiming for the big boys. It's the kicker needs to get it right on the point. And if he doesn't... I know, Bass, but to me, it just seems like if this was the NFL, it would have been trade to the inch of their lives and they'll nail it each time, every single time. It just seemed like a lot of teams just thought, hey, why don't we do this thing that we never trained for all this year because all of a sudden we've got how often? How often does Adam Reynolds miss it when he goes for it? Well, not often. How often does Daly Cherry Evans miss it when he goes for well, it? Well, not often. That's again. what I'm saying. And some teams are better at doing it. That's right. And it's not about the team. It's about the kicker, the guy who's taking the short dropout. It's up to him to get it. There's, the margin for error is very, very small. Yeah, I agree with you, Bass. And I think some teams every day of the week say, we're a team that can do this. The Roosters, Tupu, Sawali, Tall Timbers, go for it. The Broncos, Cobo, Saab. Now that Crichton's gone from the Panthers, are they going to be trying it as often as they did last year? Because Probably who, not. Who are their Tall Timbers Correct. now? So I think some teams should say, we're a team that can do this. And some teams should just say, just kick the bloody thing downfield. Yeah. I think the NRL physio was saying on his Twitter account was basically this is an attempt by the NRL to try and encourage teams to go the short dropout so that they're not kicking it down to the 40-metre line and then having that big kickoff collision again. Yeah, but, that's the same as a, but that's the same as a kickoff to the game, Johnny. The kickoff after a try, after a penalty goal. I know, but if they can reduce play. the number of times yeah. that they do that in a game. Yeah. The big question also I've got, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but in your opinion, uh, you've is it better for a defending team to try concede the two points or try and defend on their line 10 metres out? Well, because from 10 metres out, you've got your fullback in the defensive line as well. Yeah. I'm trying to work out if there's a better chance of these guys keeping the opposition scoreless. I'm a fan. If you've got a player in your side that can boot it from here to kingdom come, I'm taking the long drop out every fucking time. Every time. And the, that's something the Broncos did in the grand final. I'd rather them. make my first tackle... 30 metres out than having somebody tap the ball on my 10 metre line. One defensive lapse, 10 metres out is a try. Whereas if you've booted it 55 metres on the fly and you make the first tackle on the 30 metre meter line, you've still got your full back and cover defence. So I'm not a fan of the short drop. Well, I'll be keen to see what they, go, what they do. I think there's going to be a lot more of it this year and I can actually I just believe say there's going that, to be a lot more training for it. Can I just say on that point? Every rule change that's ever been implemented to the game of rugby league, we always fucking hate because we're purists till it actually works in the favour of our side one day that we love it. No, 100%. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, how good is that? I, I how both, good is that? Yeah. I both love and hate this rule. Do you understand what I'm saying? Exactly. So we all hate rule changes, but when they work to the favour of the betterment of our team, we love it. So. All right, guys, look, we've got to move on. There is other news that we want to discuss, but luckily this includes the two clubs whose 2024 season we're about to review today uh, being the West Factory Reset Tigers and the my word is stronger than Oak, Greater Sydney, St. George, Illawarra Dragons. Now, Bass... My favourite pop culture game that I play with you, name the movie. 
You know I don't do contracts, but what you do have is my word, and it's stronger than oak. Jerry Maguire. Oh, fuck. And you get that straight away. Well done. Like, it's, it's, it's useless playing this game with you. I should be playing with you, Chris. Uh, okay, no for an extra five points there, Bass, who played Matt Cushman in Jerry Maguire, the guy that delivered that line? Extra five points. Matt yeah. Cushman. Who was his character? He was Cushman's dad. He's the guy that gave that line. My word is stronger than Oak. I can't, I can't remember. Bo Bridges. Bo Bridges. Ba -ba oh, Jeff All Bridges right. boy. Yeah, yeah, his brother. We're going to do two teams this week. We're going to be doing uh, the Doozy, the West Tigers, and the other train wreck, who also happens to be last and second last, which is the uh, St. George Dragons. The shit show in Town, that is the West Tigers, continues. A lot of news recently. The week before Christmas, the entire West Tigers board was let go. A complete clean-out. It's a factory reset. That included Chairman Lee Hadjipantelison, Chief Executive Justin Pascoe. This happened after an independent review ordered by the shareholders. Shane Richardson has joined as interim CEO to replace Pascoe and ex-New South Wales Premier Barry O'Barrell will join the club. Is as he getting paid chairman. in wine? Sorry, is Barry O'Farrell getting paid in wine? I think so. Penfolds, I believe. But is he is he actually declaring it this time? He, yeah, he does because when he's not in government, he just declares. Can stuff. I love it? In government, a, he bottle, a bottle of wine took down a fucking state premier. I love it. I actually, only did, in Australia. I didn't mind Barry O'Barrell. Uh, Benji will remain as head coach. Will be the sole head coach after Tim Sheens was abruptly. Uh, let go or departed um, with only two rounds left in 2023. Originally part of a five-year plan in which Benji Marshall will shadow him for two years before taking over as head coach. He quit after being informed that he won't be needed in 2024. That's Was he ever needed? A year into his contract. Was he? Not even a year. He pretty much walked before... No, that's the right. He was gonna be, they, they informed him that he was going to be gone after 12 months of a five-year plan. Was and I ever, understand. Was he ever really needed? Became like I said, they tried really to put the band back together again and they brought back every dog that was involved in the 2005 premiership and it failed miserably and Benji's going to fail miserably as well. Well, it became apparent really quickly that two, uh, 2005 coaching tactics just didn't work. Look, the Tigers have been an absolute basket case for many years. One year they had 15 captains. Last year they had five coaches. Then they... They uh, had seven halfbacks. They just don't know what the hell they're doing. They just don't know what they're doing. And I, we just can't see there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Well, but I know the factory reset. Is this? <laughs> it was needed. It was needed. Is it going to make a but difference? It, but they didn't go far enough. Shane Richardson's been in. It, 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 sorry, Chris. How? What? What was needed? What? What was far enough in your opinion? Robbie Farrow shouldn't be there. Okay. Uh, they got rid of the entire board. If you're going to give Benji. The coaching job, it's gonna you. You gotta say to Benji, who do you want and who don't? Don't enforce anybody on him. But don't you think he picked Robbie? He picked Tynington. Has he, he got a good relationship that, with Robbie? I don't because know. I don't know. Who, Wasn't who there does? a time where those two didn't have a good relationship? No, they didn't. Well, so I don't know. See, and that's my suspicion, but I can't confirm it. Speaking of that, with the news of the sacking of the board, the Tigers fans were quick to take the social media to express their relief and joy. And in one case, and I've got to say, this is my favourite post on social media, a fan said, let us not forget the blood, sweat and tears Lee and Justin have given to our mighty club. Now, fuck off and take that piece of shit Robbie Farrell with you. So he will be assistant coach in 2024. Let's see how that one plays out. 
because he's he's a bit of a Brutus, isn't he? He's a bit of a backstabber. He is. Yep. It's always been about Robbie. And he's a Leb, and we like we like to elevate Lebs on no, the no, show. But, but the good thing about yeah. us as what we are is we'll call a spade a spade, even if it's one of ours. So he has always, wherever he's gone, he's been a destabilizing factor. He was responsible for coaches getting uh, dumped. Potter was gone Taylor because Potter. of him. Taylor he? Potter, yeah, yeah. And Taylor as well, yeah. yeah. So he has been a destabilizing factor in a few little things, and only. When he played at South, uh, he played under uh, Madge. Madge. Madge is not a quiet fucker. Madge doesn't get pushed around by anybody. So Robbie pretty much had to sit on a chair like a good boy and do as he's told. Any opportunity Robbie gets to... Like, wasn't it Robbie Farris' fault that Adam Dewey got set off in a World Cup? Because he mumbled something and Adam Probably. Dewey... Yeah. And, and Adam... <laughs> he, right? got, he got set up for something he never said. And you'd think, you'd think Robbie Farah... Nah, he's too important. He could have had the balls to say... He's too important. I know you sending him off, but that was me. I said that. That was me. Yeah. Right? And and to Dewey's credit, no. Dewey's credit, by the way, he didn't say, that wasn't me, that yeah. was Robbie. He, yeah. said, I, he just said, I didn't say it. Yeah. So that's that's what you're dealing with there. Well, Greg Inglis walked in there to, today. Yeah, well, Greg Inglis is there to... Uh, was in Tiger Town. He's there to mentor Jerome Buller. So, Jerome, you've got to learn the finer art of driving unlicensed. You've got to <laughs> learn the finer arts of uh, getting a boat added to your contract. You're going to... Fi- <laughs> yeah, and the list goes on. He is on 600, by the way. Buller? He's on 600 grand. Who? A year. Buller? Fullback. Inglis? Wow. Yeah. One year. <laughs> One year he's on oh, 600. Sorry, that's your empty as well. He's on a 600 grand. See, that's the Tigers' problem. Yeah. yeah, look, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of potential there. But one good season doesn't make a career. I think that's why Inglis is there. They see the diamond in the rough, but they need to see consistency, put a bit more of a head on his shoulders. I think Greg Inglis is going to be a great mentor for him personally. That's you speaking with your South Sydney glasses No, it's on. not. Yeah, it's it not. is. I yeah, do, it come is. on, look at the, the career of Greg Inglis, the storm at South Sydney. Guys like Greg Inglis. State of origin. No, 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 listen. Guys like Kangaroos. Greg Inglis, when they're controlling their own fate on a footy field, absolute superstar. These guys do not make mentors. They're not mentors. They wouldn't have the first idea how to mentor anybody. Don't kid yourself. Otherwise, he, South would have fucking used he him. He can't mentor himself. South would have used him. Hang on a sec, he can't mentor himself. That's right. If you are that he's weak in yourself that you've got, got his, your own problems, how are you going to be problem. any help to anybody else? Good call, Chris. I'll give you that one. Good call. If you can't fucking mentor yourself, how the <laughs> fuck are you going to be anything but a hindrance to anybody else? It's the first time Bass high-fived me in the podcast. It in the last is the years. first time. It normally actually, comes to my actually, way. Actually, actually oh, that could be the last. So when we start talking about the dragon. Oh, no, no. I'm warming fierce. up. <laughs> All right. Um, it, it, only in the last week, David Nofalum was also sacked, granted the release with two years still to go in his contract. $500,000 a season, so it's another million dollars left on the table. Seems like he's they paid it. No, they paid him about $300,000. payout, and I haven't heard of him landing anywhere else at this stage. He um, wanted out. You know what? I don't blame him. Like, okay, after he did his little sojour down to Melbourne, he expressed his desire to stay down there. The Tiger said, oh, no, no. Nay, nay. You're coming back. If the guy has expressed his desire not to be at your club, and he's on five twenty-five, why would you? Why would you? Why would you enforce that? I don't know, Chris. Why would you keep Ben Hunt? Sorry, didn't mean to throw it your way. Do I get a high five? High five. Don't leave me hanging. Because, All right, because there's no replacement for a halfback. But there's a winger. <laughs> no, no. One's a winger. One's no, a halfback. Ben Hunt decided to stay because nobody else was going to throw him the nine hundred, nine fifty that the Dragons are throwing his way. So when he realised that. Yeah, look, the Titans uh, could take me for the rest of this year, but I've got nowhere to go next year. He realised, you know what? 
When nine, you want a good thing. 950. We'll Shut your mouth. We'll get to there. We'll get to there. All right. Okay. 2023, they finished the Tigers, finished bottom of the table on 14 points with only four wins, 20 losses. As a fan, how do you watch your team go down 20 times? Four wins. Like? Four wins. Eight points. Eight points. Yet they ended up on 16 points on the table or 14 points. 14 points. Because they got six points for buys. What yeah. a fucking debacle. <laughs> you know what? What looked like a horror it, it, trade wreck of a season, yeah. now just looks like a horror season. It, it looks like a bad season, but not like a, a trade com- wreck. A complete muzzle. I, I heard Laurie, yeah, Daly, I heard right. Laurie Daly on, on um, radio today, and they said, oh, hell, the Tigers are going to improve. Because they, they won four games, like you just said, right? He goes, uh, I think they'll win about six or eight games. <laughs> six where where did he pull that number out? Six or eight From games. his underpants. No, he pulled it out of his left nostril because it's fucking big enough to carry. He goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes, oh, they'll improve. They'll win six or eight games. Laurie Daly like, has got to be Im- the worst how's judge that improvement? in the NRL. <laughs> so they're going to improve two more games, are they? Is that an improvement? Yeah, but The again, question was, how do they improve? You know what? I'll give six to eight games. I'll tell you the case in point. Laurie Daly, Laurie Daly, arguably probably one of the best players to lace on a boot. Let's give credit where it's due. Yeah, absolutely. What a gun football player. Yep. Right. Doesn't mean he's uh, the fact that no, no commercial network or Foxtel uses him for any football knowledge whatsoever. He comes on Foxtel to give you the. The odds. The odds. Yeah. That's all you're good for. Read off the fucking uh, the teleprompter. Read those fucking odds out now. Fuck off. That's <laughs> that's that's how that. useless his fucking footy knowledge is. When you talk to somebody, a coach, anybody about uh, a team's prospects, instead of saying, "Oh, I can see them winning maybe six or eight games," they're going to tell you the games they're going to win. Yeah, they're not winning six to eight games. By the way, last in points scored. They scored 385. Second last in points conceded, 675. The Dogs were the worst. 769 conceded by the Dogs. The Dragons were third, conceding only two points less than the Tigers, which is 673, by the way. Second last points differential, minus 290 behind the Dogs. Shocking, minus 331. Player movements, shall we go? They've lost 10 players. They've gained seven new players. Make it eight now. They've lost 11 players because they've just lost no Faluma. So the losses, Luke Brooks to the Seagulls, Tommy Talau also to the Seagulls, Atasi James to the Seagulls as well. Can we see a bit of a theme here? David Nofaluma just released, Stane Laurie to the Panthers, Brandon Wakem, Blacktown Workers, uh, Sean Bloor, uh, Swap to the Storm with Justin Olam, I believe. The gains, Latu Fainu from the Seagulls, his brother Samuela Fainu from the Seagulls, Jaden Sullivan from the Dragons, Aiden Caesar, Leeds Rhinos, Solomon Alamelo, Super Rugby, Solomono Fatapi, Brisbane Tigers. I mean, the names, Jesus Christ. It's made they've lost apart. nobody of note and they've gained nobody of note. Justin Olam from the Storm. That, that completes it. Now, let's have a look before we go through that because I, I'm 100% agree with you, which is why I think they're not going to change their position. It's why they're not going to win six to eight games this year. The expected lineup, and just so you know, this is more of an aggregation for what I've seen online, including Fox Sports, the NRL website, Zero Tackle, a number of others. This is what I'm considering is the consensus. Jareem Buller, fullback. On the wing, we got Je- Brett Naden or Charlie Staines. On the other wing, Junior Tupo. Centres, Asu Kapala or Stafford Toa. Adam Dwayhe is gone for about six months, we reckon. Uh, the, the whole year. Whole year? I heard six months. Justin Olam doesn't make that side? Uh, Justin Olam is the other centre. In the halves, we've got Jaden Sullivan and Aiden Caesar. So you'd pick, hang on a sec, sorry. So you'd pick, uh, if he was fit, Caesar or 
Dwayne. Sullivan over Dwayne. No. The halves are 50% weaker than last year. They are. They are. But the concern I've got is, from what I'm hearing, they're saying Dwayne is a centre, although he sees himself as a 5'8", uh, and Jaden Sullivan is the five. Jaden Sullivan hasn't played a full season for us. He's got bad hammies. He hasn't played a full season. He hasn't played ten games. Yeah, and and <laughs> and Adam Caesar's coming back after the NRL since what, two thousand and nineteen or twenty? Uh, who was also at, at the age of thirty? What he went to play in Super League because he didn't have an NRL team to go to. That's correct. Now well, I know he's technically he's, he's, he's not going to an NRL team now. So. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, technically, I mean, get a high five for that. I mean, it's a New South I mean, Wales I mean, Cup team. You're comparing Adam and Brooks together last year to Jaden and uh, Caesar. How's that going better? Well, this is what we're saying. Let me continue, yeah, right? and then we'll talk yeah, about this in a second. Adam's not available anyway. Front so, row: yeah. David Clemmer, Stefano Utakamano, uh, Apicora size the hooker. Second row: John Bateman, Isaiah Papa'ili, and the lock is Fanua Pol. Now, the bench could be a number of many players, but it's looking like Jake Simpkin, Justin Matamua, Alex Twal, Samuel Afainu, but also in the mix is Asu Kapoa and Talon De Silva. We've got some big outs, um, but Luke Brooks, although he's considered the big out, did nothing while he was there, so it's really Luke nothing. Luke Brooks has been trying to get out for five years, and they wouldn't let him go. I don't know where the loss is in him. Here's the thing for me. You know where I stand when it comes to winning premierships, boys. It starts with your forwards, right? David Clemmer. See the silence? Well, yeah. Dave, yeah. Okay. Utukamanu played three minutes of an Origin game last year. No idea why Finlay. I rate Utukamanu, though. I don't rate him. He's probably good for 10 minutes of a half each half. That's what you're going to get out of him. He's the player, Bass. You send him somewhere else like to the Roosters to the Panthers and you'll see the play that Granted, he he's be. not at the Roosters but we're talking about I the Tigers. I get right? that. You're I'm not going to get anything out of him because if it's going to wholly and solely be uh, on his shoulders, he's going to be gassed after 10 minutes of every half. Right? So Fair enough. Coruscant is on yep. a walking stick. Yep. He's yeah. also... He's, he's going to enjoy the last year of his multi-million... <laughs> I went to win a premiership with the Tigers. <laughs> the back row, Isaiah Papali doesn't want to be there. We know he tried to get out of that contract. He never wanted to be he there. He never wanted to be there. He tried to renege on that. And, and Bateman, re- Bateman did not set the world on fire. I don't even know why the Tigers... Uh, Tim Sheen just he came back for Bateman the money. For big dollars. He was homesick. He left Canberra. All of a sudden, he doesn't want his family but anymore. But also, didn't back. he come back under an injury claim? Yeah. That was anyway, the other thing. Regardless, their pack of forwards is as weak as bathwater. <laughs> All right? <laughs> weak as bathwater. And unfortunately, if that's the platform that's going to be set for their backs, and I don't rate their backs either... It's going to be a long, long... The most exciting thing for Tigers fans will be the six points you get from buys this year. Yay! I, I think that's what Laurie Daly was including in the wins. He was considering a buy a win. Look, I think they're going for their own history, the Tigers. They're going for a three-peat themselves. Um, I think they're getting they're going it. they're going to get three wooden three spoons. Now, when was the last time a team got three in a row? That's a good question. That's one for that Romanos. That's for Romanos. If yeah, you Louis. Look that up. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year, Louis. Come, come to us with some stats. We started again. They're spied for me. Buller, again, like I said, there's glimpses of, of some great stuff there. But, you know, when you're playing behind a weak pack of forwards and, you know, your old halves or, you know, injured halves, he's not going to be able to do it on his own. So, Coruscant, veteran, great player. You know, had some glimpses of brilliance even in the shit side last year. But again, if it's going to fall on him, at one point he was kicking goals. He was taking the kicks in general play. He was conducting the side around the park. 
I think he dropped into half or five eight during the. Anyway, regardless, he, he was basically trying to drag him to a win, kicking and screaming. So in a lot of I, cases. look, I can't see it getting better for the Tigers. I can see it getting a whole lot more painful. And if they have an injury to Aiden Caesar or to, I was about to say that who who comes in? That's the other right. kid. Well, the other kid comes in, but he hasn't played first grade. He's never he hasn't there's, played first grade. There's no depth. I know. Remember a few years ago they had about they, they, five they, or six halves. They've got to wait for Jerome Law no for twenty five. The unfortunate thing for Benji Marshall is one, he's going to pay overs. He's going to pay overs for old players that are over the hill, right? It's, the start's got to be somewhere. This is what the previous board, Justin Pascoe, Lee Hadjipin, tell us did a really, really poor job of doing. It's not about doing a poor job. Nobody wants to go there. That starts at the top. If the front desk is firing, then you can sell it. You can really sell it to people and saying, we're going after you. These are the other players that we're all getting involved. This is where we're going to be in a few years. People buy into it. So they drink the Kool-Aid. But nobody has seen any evidence of any of that for the last fucking what? How many years? Ten years? The They're re- just saying they haven't no. made the finals. I in disagree. Years. So, so who's going to go to the dra- who's going to go play at the Dragons because they say you know what? I like Doust. I'm going to go play at the Dragons. You got Shane Richo coming in now. He's done this before. He's been sick by the way for in, in hospital for two weeks, and apparently he, one of his toes got amputated. Oh really? So he's not he's not looking the best. <laughs> he he. <laughs> Didn't look good when he was with South. No, we actually didn't look good when he was doing the press conference, mate. In a, dressed up in a suit. He, does, he hasn't looked healthy for a long time. Do not use Shane Richardson as an example. Okay. No, but it's do got not. to start somewhere, Bass. They start recruiting from having Shane a solid organisation. Shane Richardson had the power of fucking Russell Crowe at his disposal. Russell Crowe first makes the phone call and says, you'll be getting a phone call from Richardson next. That's how it worked. Don't kid yourself. Nobody went to play for Shane Richardson. Maybe maybe he's going to do that again. He's probably going to get, what's his name? Thor. Who played Thor? The, the Aussie? Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah, probably, he's, a, he's, he's a, probably going to get him involved. He's a Byron Bay supporter. He's a Byron Bay supporter? Yeah, what's he, their club? The Byron Bay. Well, the they Byron got Jerome, Bay, uh, Mary, Brown, Mary, Brown Snakes. Mary Janes. Well, they landed, <laughs> Mary Janes. They landed Jerome Luai at 25. <laughs> Sorry? They landed Jerome Luai for 25, but they paid overs for him. And Shane Richardson knows him. Listen, he, I, and Shane Richardson knows him, by the way. I, yeah. That's, Shane Richardson that, sacked all. him, probably. Let me tell you something, yeah? Yeah. The purchase of Jerome Luai is going to be one that comes back to haunt the Tigers forever and a day. So, um, from what I'm hearing and uh, reading between the lines, this has been very, very subtle in the conversation that we've had, uh, is that uh, these guys are going for a three-peat wooden spoon. Absolutely. 100%. And, and when, We're in consensus. Though. And when... If the drums when start Big beating. Mouth gets there the following year on one point two million, mm. up until Willie Kikia left the Panthers, yeah, yeah, Jerome Luai looked like a superstar, did he not? Did he not? Yeah, he gets that ball and the defense is going fuck. He passes it. We've got to stay marked up one on one because if he if we get sucked into him, Kikia's gone. And if they fucking muscled up on Kikia, he'd show and go. He doesn't have a kick-out outside him now. No. And he's not going to have a kick-out outside him at the Tigers. And I think it's the same thing that Reese Walsh got away with. He had a fantastic back line where he can do exactly the same thing. He can either offload it to someone who's going to tear away or he runs it. Reese Walsh you're talking about? Yeah. Watch what the loss of Capewell and uh, Farnworth does to his game. Watch and see. Farnworth's a big and loss Capewell. for those guys. Yeah. And Capewell. Jerome Law is going to feel it the first day he gets there. Jerome Luai is going to feel the pressure. Jerome Luai has no and, pressure and, whatsoever. And we Chris. know, and we know, and we know 
the pressure. There's how no, he deals with it. There's no pressure. Yeah, I'm, no, talk, I'm, no talking pressure. About, I'm talking about. I'm talking about media pressure. No, this is Coruscant yeah, he, part he, two. He, he can't deal with that. We all know he can't deal with that. That's fine. He gets but in you fights with journos and he gets as soon as he, name as soon as he, there. as soon as he gets on his smartphone and looks up his bank account, the pressure will. Yeah. He's he's not going. Are we agreed that he's not going to the Tigers to win a premiership? He's not. Absolutely well, he not. Never, so why is he going? Why well, he never said the that? Cash. He never said that in the his cash. press conference. Huh? He never ever no, said I that understand. in his press conference. I understand, but for Tigers fans who are thinking, we bought a fucking gun 5-8. No, you didn't. You bought a fucking headache that's going to cost you $1.2 million annually. He is not the guy that's going to run aside around the park. He needs he needs a Nathan Cleary. Yeah. He so, needs a Nathan Cleary. So essentially, he wasn't offered another option to go to a club that was going to be winning premierships, so he just took the one that gave him the biggest cash. Could I ask a question? And there was yeah. only one. There was no other team besides do the, the Dogs. Do the Dragons need a 5-8? Yeah. Were they willing to pay 1.2 no, million? No. We never, and we you never, needed a 5-8. We, we, never, we never entertained the I understand. The I'm just saying. You needed no. a 5-8, no. right? Like the Dolphins. They Abs- could, absolutely. They could do yeah. with a player like that. Yeah. Um, and again... Bain was never going to pay him that much. Newcastle money. could do with a player like that. Absolutely. Right? That, nobody chased him. And and the thing Why? is, you know, we don't like Because the guy. everybody Cronulla? knows that Nathan Cronulla? Nathan Cleary made him look better than he is. And now he's cashing in. All right, but anyway, that's not until 2025. We all think these guys are wooden spooners yep. for 2024. The only way they're going to get better is they have to take to the field going, we're not going to win this game. Let's throw caution to the wind. We're not going to win this game. Let's throw caution to the wind. Let's try. Let's. Uh, how many times have you seen a side that's been fucking shit all the game, yeah. right? They fluke a couple of tries at the end of the game, and all of a sudden, with one kickoff, 30 seconds on the clock, they're throwing that ball around, they're busting holes. That's how the Tigers have to play every, that's what did to us. every single fucking game. That's what he did to us one game. That's right. You've got to throw caution to the wind and just play footy. You're not, just go in there with the mindset is, we're not going to win, let's cause some trouble. Look, if the pressure starts cooking, I think Benji will cook as well. Yeah, he'll cook. He's going to experience some pressure throughout the year. The thing is, for and me... And how he deals with it, yeah, that's a different story. Chris, I just don't know if they've recruited... Well enough for there to be any changes. They can't recruit their any better than they did. So then, what? Why is Benji under pressure? Then is he under pressure? Because because if their recruitment, yeah, not he's under pressure. I'll tell you why. But hang on pressure. a sec. If their if their recruitment's not good, like you're saying, how's a rookie coach going to get the best out of those blokes? On his and he's trying to make himself better, a better coach. And how, how's he going to make that he, side better? He's under immense pressure. What did Tim Sheen say last year? Although I'm the coach of the side, all the coaching is being done by Benji. Benji, yeah. right. It was a deflection saying, it's Def- not just me coaching. No, no, no. He's saying... We've thrown him under the bus then. No, no, he wasn't. I thought he was. No, he wasn't. He said that. Uh, you saw it in the press box. Tim Sheens was sitting behind and Benji had the thing. At the end of the day, on game day, he was letting Benji take the raids for that. The Tigers had a debacle season and they thought, fuck, we've got to throw somebody under the bus. We've just hired Benji for five years. We've got to throw somebody. So Tim Sheens, you're gone, right? So Benji now knows that the coach was sacked for him, really, because he should have had another year to go. To mentor him, which didn't work out. So Benji is going in there saying, he's got to perform. Yeah, he does straight off he's the bat. He's got to perform straight off the bat. Yeah. And he doesn't have the side to perform straight off the bat. He won't but have he the side have the to experience. perform for three years. Bass, he doesn't have the experience to That's be in a position, if they're losing, if they've lost four in a row, five in a row, what do you do? What do you do? How do you get your team out of the shit? All our teams have been in a five-game losing streak or a four-game losing streak, and we somehow get out of it. But, but how does he get out of it? I'll tell you how it gets out of it. For me personally... Because he's going to experience that. We've spent way too long on a wooden spoon side, so let's get out of it. 
Because they are a shit show. They're a shit They're show. an absolute shit show. Yeah, There's so much to go on. It's better enough time on the Speaking of shit shows. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that when I'm drinking. <laughs> we should only be five minutes. Can we anyway, talk about then? the St. George Illawarra Dragons? Whatever happened to early last year, they were going to be calling it the greatest Sydney St. George Illawarra Dragons. Was it Dragons or shenanigans? Oh, yeah, that'll, never happen. that'll never happen, mate. You should know that. We're only going to touch on the Volkman saga because it's part of the shit show that is. I understand that finally the Warriors have come in and said they're going to pay for his medical bills, which is going to be north of $50,000. The whole saga of getting to the point where a player that's had an injured shoulder that's basically busted is let go from a team that is pretending they don't know um, sold to another team who hasn't done the due diligence to work out whether he's fit to play or not. And then you've got the player himself who's just umming and ahhing going, how do I get the signature on the paper before people find out? It was an And then you've got the dopey shit manager shit. who tried to get away with it to get another 7%. Well, the manager, the, manager the player, they're part of the same team, you know, the same motivation. This, this was an opportunity for the NRL again to show some fucking leadership. At what point would the NRL turn around and say to somebody, right, that's deception? That's deception. In a roundabout way, it's fraud. Because you've sold yourself as a fit fucking player. You haven't come clean to the club that you're injured. You knew, your manager knew, the previous club knew, and everybody kept it up. The old club wanted him out because they didn't want him there because he's injured. The manager wanted him signed somewhere so he can claim his 7%. And the player wanted a contract. And who copped the Zubbard? St. George. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's true. not fair. But it's true, though. But St. George should never have been in a position where they copped the zone. That's, because that's what I'm saying. They should have done their due diligence, basically. Yeah, but... And it allowed the shit show... But well, they did do their due diligence. Yeah, but we did. Once we, they put him through a rigorous... Uh, tr- he fucking fessed up. Once they put him through a rigorous health check and a training program, when they realised that he couldn't pass when he was on the training paddock, they go, hey, hey, come here. What's going they, on? They pulled him off straight away. They, they, Johnny. They did a medical until they realised he couldn't pass for some reason. So they, they had to it, double what check. America, what does a medical entail if they haven't worked out that he's got a couple of screws okay, okay, and I don't okay. mean in the head? If he does a medical up, um, yeah. pull up like that. that that's a medical? No, oh, no. Fuck yeah. me. That's right. Because God, you and I this is what I was trying to tell you guys. One, this is what I was trying to though. tell you guys. We don't do a full medical in rugby league. No fucking club does it like the soccer. Full medical, you're on, your, you're on the doctor's bed. And there's doctors in there, and there's shit on you. Yeah. And you get scanned, and, and you get stuff everything. Up here. And then you, and then you go on the footy field. <laughs> if he's doing the normal whatever, we're checking the health, mate. Mate, he can go like that. But can he catch the ball and throw That's the ball? That's what I'm saying, Kairos. So then, so the then medical, when you realise the medical wouldn't be uh, indicative of real uh, game scenario. Real game scenario. So 100%. Once, but they, they need to know that he can actually lift a weight or something. It's like how did Bateman get to? The Tigers, another shit show. Yeah, but with still a major injury that yeah, made but he's half up the season. If not more, in he's, his first year back, he's rocked up to preseason training, no contact, like Bass said, and he could probably do some of the things. But when it comes to contact or throwing the ball, you can't do it. I'm sure when he had to extend his arm to throw a cutout pass, so, and, oh, hello. so the Warriors, so the Warriors, the poor bloke, everyone was saying, "Oh, who, who's who's to blame? They put the hand up. Why? Why have they put the hand up? You've injured yourself at at your previous workplace, so that workplace has to pay for your injury." I guess that's the they way have he to, That's how it is. I think the NRL's seen it that way. But that's how it is in the normal real world. If you get injured at a workplace, that workplace pays for your injury. Yeah, absolutely. Even commercial if you rules. rules. Commercial yeah, rules. I agree. Will. And I think the NRL must have put a bit of pressure on them that's to say, it. do the right it's thing. Sorted itself out at the end because that's not fair on the Dragons. Anyway. All right. Um, 2023 stats. They finished second last on the ladder. A minus 199 differential. Third worst behind the Bulldogs and West Tigers. 474-4 and 673 against... 
the gains for 2024. Harme Sille from Souths. Kyle Flanagan. Where's he coming from? The Roosters? Bulldogs. Bulldogs? Are you Bulldogs. serious? I am serious. Tom Eisenhurst from the Storm. Corey Allen from the Roosters. Jesse Marshke from the New South Wales Cup Bears. Raymond Fatilla Mariner, as of yesterday, uh, from the Dogs. They granted immediate release, Chris, to join the Dragons. Kind of feels a bit like the dog sloppy seconds there. The losses, Jaden Sullivan, uh, Dragons Junior to the West Tigers. Zane Musgrove to Warrington Wolves. Billy Burns, unsigned. Tyrrell Formiano, unsigned. Jaden Hunt to the Broncos. Uh, Nick Luitoso to the West Tigers train and trial. Taute Moga, unsigned. Talatao Moan, deregistered by the NRL. Uh, a lot going on there. Do you want to have a listen to what I think the top 17 is going to be, Chris? Let's go. Tyrrell Sloan is going to be fullback. The wings, Zach Lomax and Michaeli Ravalawa. The centres, Moses Suley, Jack Bird. Halves, Cole Flanagan, Ben Hunt. Front row, Jack DeBellin, Blake Laurie. Jacob Little is the hooker. Second row, Jaden Sewer, Dan Russell. And the new look lock will be Raymond Fertilla Mariner. The bench has got, don't even know how to pronounce his surname, Connor Mulhalsen. Is that what Mulhalsen? Yeah, I don't think he'll be there. Francis Molo, Harme Sele, Tom Eisenhuth. Where I see the positives, Chris, is 11 of your top 30 are unsigned for 2025. It looks like there's going to be a bit of a clean out over the next 12 months. And Shane Flanagan starts the new program. Yep. The list that you read there that we lost, they're all shit. Every single player you said. Was there anyone good they could have yeah, kept? But equally the gains as well. But the gains aren't great. But they're better than all that other shit. They're just probably a bit better than what the shit players that they let go, really. Harmay Sele, not bad. Eisenhuth, not bad. Corey Allen is now completely Done. gone for the season. Yeah. They're all first but, graders, What solid first graders that we... Purchased. They're not the greatest, but they're solid first graders that he needs. And they're better than what were the losses. How's your solid recruitment going, Bass? Well, <laughs> I, did, solid, I, did, Chris, I did send you a newspaper clipping last from the last week's paper saying that Shane Flanagan has said this will be Kyle Flanagan's team. Nepotism has begun. Mm-hmm. So for me, Ben Hunt, whenever you needed something done at the Dragons, it was Ben Hunt. He always found a way, even when they were losing or he brought them close enough back into a game. When they won a game, it was on the back. He's led the Dally M's in a fucking side that's been down the bottom of the table for many a, a year. All of a sudden, you're making it your son's team who's failed at every club he's gone. I think there was <laughs> I think there was one game last year for the Bulldogs. He had zero runs for zero metres in an entire game. I think he's trying to take the pressure he's off Ben, j- really. Like you said, he's trying to take the pressure off sorry, being Chris. a one-man show. No, no, sorry, Chris. Well, he's not going to run the team, Bass. Cole Flanagan's not going to run the team. He's saying that he's he will be, that when we say run the yeah. team, he will be the ball distributor and Ben Hunt will pick his moments. He's not. He doesn't want it to be Ben Hunt only. He's going to play the whole team. He wants. Why would you make in. that statement, though? Because he just wants to deflect everything off Ben Hunt. He doesn't Why would he want to deflect everything off Ben Hunt? He's your most senior player. He's your captain. He is your go-to guy. Yeah, but he doesn't, and everybody he knows. He just wants to take a bit of pressure yeah, off no, him, but, but he doesn't have to be the person bro, he can, where he has to run, kick, pass, everything. Like, he's juiced. You yeah, know? but he doesn't, he, have, he, gets a lot he of doesn't have to say in the media that he's, it'll be his son's. He's actually added pressure to his son. No, but he's done everything. He, his yeah, son who's a journeyman at the age of 20. Who's, who's Jacob Arthur? <laughs> but Jacob Arthur, in all fairness, has only just gone to another team. Do you think our halves are better than the Tigers? Do you think our halves are better than the Bulldogs? 
No, but Chris, that's why you're probably... Well, the Bulldogs have Matt Burton and Tony Se- uh, Toby Sexton. I know, but that's why you're going to be battling for the wooden I'm, spoon. I'm asking you the question because it does, in the halves, it's very important as much as you have in a four-pack. Well, the, so I'm the, asking you the, the experience the, the, the that comes with it. Are we to believe, regardless, are we to believe that Ben Hunt's happy now? Last year, he didn't want to come back from origin. He wanted to stay in Queensland. And then there was the shenanigans of, I'm not signing, I don't know, I Bass, might move. Bass, he wanted to leave because we were fucking shit. Okay. And we're losing. <laughs> and he want to leave. That, that's the whole reason. And that's changed? Well, you don't know with the new coaching staff. We don't know. We don't know oh. how boring... We don't know how boring Chris... Fucking Anthony don't, go down, don't go down the oh, coaching... T- all right. Don't go down the and, coaching and, staff and, yeah, route. Yeah, hang on a sec. And another factor is, if we don't get something in return for Ben Hunt, you're not going anyway. No, I get... You can go wherever you want. Chris... That's, they Chris, said to him, you you're, can you're go. going off on a tangent. I'm not saying no, that. No. Him, I'm not saying you shouldn't let him go or anything. No, no. I'm just asking if the guy doesn't mentally, he doesn't really want to be there. Are you going to get the best out of him? Well, he's a he's a professional. He has to do his job every week. He's getting paid. He for was it. a professional last year when he didn't want to come back. Why, from right, buddy? He went all right. He I still know, went all right. Again, he was still like almost a one man band. He, he still went all right. He didn't show it. He doesn't show it on so, the football field. To answer your question, Chris, your, your question, Chris, your question, Chris, <laughs> is. Uh, your halves are better purely because Ben Hunt's there, and I do really rate Ben Hunt, but he's got to want to be there and he's got to want to play. Well, that's but up to that's up to the coach to try to get the best out of him. Again, you've got one good player and you've got a whole bunch of ordinary players. The value that you've got is you've got a whole bunch of players that are unsigned for 2025, and if the St George Dragons and Shane Flanagan can somehow go on a massive recruitment drive and improve that team. For 2025, it's going to be another shit show. I think but there's a lot of year, plays in there he can improve. That he needs to improve them. There's a lot of plays in there. Because you've been saying that, that for improve. years. You've been saying that for absolutely years. It's a matter of developing the plays that you got. You have to. Your juniors and your current squad, and your, your second. You last can't develop if it's not there, Chris. If do you think? Do you think? Do you think, think, think Lomax is a shit player? Do you think Suli's got some potential? Do you think Ravalawa's got potential? Do you no. think S- Sloane's got some S- fucking potential? Suli, no. Ravalawa, no. Uh, Tyrell Sloan, no. Incredible athletes, no. incredible athletes, Chris, but so dumb think, as batshit. So you think they're not, they're, they won't be good athletes? No. Or they're good, or they they're can't good be taught, Chris. No. They can't be taught. Chris, here's the thing. If you've got raw talent and you're a young player, then a coach can nurture that. Uh, Lomax is not young anymore. Revelawa is not young anymore. Tyrell Sloan doesn't have the physical attributes. You can only hide him in defence in, in so many places, right? He doesn't have... I, I would much rather see Lomax at fullback, to be honest with you. Like, permanently. Not interchange, switch, Lomax. Play him at fullback. You're going to get a guy that's fucking six foot whatever, uh, nearly 100 kilos, bringing that ball back at your pace. I'm going to be more fearsome as a defender in that than Tyrell Sloan. I know Tyrell Sloan's going to try an umbrella around us rather than run through us. Bass, exactly. And every team knows that. Every team knows that. So they umbrella defence around him and lock him in. Whereas you know that Lomax, mate, I'm telling you, you're better off with Lomax as your full-time fullback. I don't think he's very athletic to be a fullback. They've got to be consistent. The coach has got to get him up every week. And they've got to somehow win games. That's the only... Oh. They have to start winning we've been, games. We've been saying that about... <laughs> they have to start winning games. Thanks, coach. Great speech, coach. We've been it's hearing that way. about Mary McGregor. We heard that about Hook. Oh, now we're hearing... They were fucking rubbish. Though. Yeah, but you, when you they hired Hook, that's the first thing that you guys said. Fuck it, He's got to improve the players. We've got to become consistent. He's got to... Bro, it's... They've got to want it. They've got to train hard. He's got to... Mate... At the end of the day, <laughs> you can't get a litre of juice out of a plum the size of a 20-cent coin. If you don't have it, you don't have it. No amount of coaching is going to get it to you. There's guys like Jareem Buller has fucking got... Like, you put Jareem Buller under a fucking good coach, 
That kid could be something. Give him a good uh, mentor. Give him a good mentor, good coach. Not a, <laughs> yeah, not a Greg Inglis. Not a drug-using, drink-driving. Oh, easy. What? Easy. He got caught. Got caught. He drove for three hours, and then he got found over the limit he had cocaine in his system. I'm not saying anything that wasn't in the papers. With all due respect to you. He drove for three hours and still blew one point something over the limit. Like you've got respect for me. The Dragons, mm-hmm. their yeah. fullback's an issue. Their 5'8 is an issue. Their hooker is an issue. Yes? Their, their spine is an issue. Yes? Yep. Yeah. And that's why they've gone. Okay, that's now you asked, to. is your halves better than the Tigers? Are the fullback and the hooker better than yours at the Tigers? They're both rookies. They're both, both, both fullbacks no, no, are no. the same. No, no, no. The hooker's probably better. Sorry, let me answer are, that for Are you, you trying to tell me you'll t- you take Terrell Slide over Jerome Buller? They're both rookies. We, we I understand, know. but who's a better player already? In the, in the limited time that they've had, Jerome Sh- and then Coruscant. Well, well, so well, the halves. Well, if you look at stats, and I did look at stats, Toriel Sloan's stats are better than Jerome Buller's stats of returning the ball, try assists, and everything like that. He is. Yeah, Jerome Buller hasn't played uh, 21st grade games, whereas your players played 50. 50. He hasn't played 50 games. Terrell Sloan? No, we have, where'd you get 50 games from? <laughs> he hasn't played more than 20. They're in the same boat. Are you serious, Chris? They're in the same boat. Yeah, I'm serious. They're in the same boat. And I'll pull that up for you later. Pull it up. First grade Let me games. Know. So, so, like, they're both the same thing. We don't know how Jerome you Buller's going to go. You do know. You do know. Jerome Buller, probably the best one. Jerome Buller has shown more than Terrell Sloan has shown. Jerome Buller has shown more. Oppie Coruscant is probably the best one. So then, then, then Aiden Caesar and Jaden Sullivan will... Account for Ben Hunt, two for one. But Flanagan's, uh, you got forced into having him as your now, your starting 5'8 because of the injury that you got, but or you got rid of uh, Sullivan. But this is his last chance. If he fails at the Dragons, he'll never play in Australia again. Yeah, but he's, he's played 36 it. NRL games, by the way. 36? That's not much. It's more than Jerome Buller. You need 50 to be a solid, start being a solid first But I'm player. saying to you, he's played double Jerome Buller's yeah, games. You know what I mean? And so. Jerome showed, so look, the Dragons, their spine is weak. I think hooker is a weak spot for them, and your fullback's an issue. Setters, Lomax is solid. He always is, and he has his brain farts halfway through the year with that forced flick pass. I don't know, bro. I think the Dragons are going to have a tough tussle. They're going to be in the bottom four yeah, again. Yeah, probably me. eighth, ninth, and tenth. Okay, Jareem Buller, uh, exactly half, by the way, 18 games he's played. Chris, a- Eighth, ninth, or tenth, the Dragons. Eighth, ninth, or tenth. Where do you see yourselves this year? I just told you. Where? Eighth, ninth, or tenth. Okay, that was your heart. Now your head. <laughs> that is my heart and head. Can't be. Oh, it's Chris, seriously. <laughs> you can't yeah. be, Chris. Chris, please. You'd be very surprised. Yes, we uh, you'll be surprised. We, no, I don't we, know. I will be surprised. Be, I will be surprised. Hang on, hang on. You can't be surprised if you're picking it for eight, <laughs> nine, and ten. I, I will. I will be surprised if you get eight, nine, or ten. Yeah. So then you're not saying it with your head. You're saying it as a as a joke. No, That's reason. my bold prediction for twenty-four. That is a bold prediction. <laughs> yeah. That's bold. Where do you see them, Bass? They'll be fighting for the wooden spoon. It's a battle for the wooden spoon, those guys and the Tigers. Because, as we know, Gus has bought everybody. He's bought better than the Dragons and he's bought better than the Tigers. Not that I'm saying they're going to do anything, the Bulldogs, but they've added to lift themselves from third last, maybe to fourth last. 13th, 14th. Yeah, 8th, ninth, or 10th, maybe. All right. Um, I personally am seeing the same thing as Bass. I think it's going to be a battle for the wooden spoon. And I think... With the number of players that are off contract, if they can actually recruit new players. That'll show, listen, that's going to be the key for me. They've got 11 players off contract, did yep. you say, or whatever. I want to see Shane, Shane Flanagan's pulling yeah, power there. That's, it's then the you'll big, see, it's the big Then test. you'll see yeah, got a, if anybody got wants 13, to play for him. 13. You have 13 coming. 13 exactly, wasn't 11. And for, like I said, 26, we've only got seven players signed for 26 out of 30. 
Yeah, and I think that's by design for good reason. It's time to clean house. Yeah, but you know what? That's also not a good thing because 20 players that don't come on the market for you to buy in one hit. We've got juniors who will, who will probably get a taste of first grade this year, <laughs> next year, and get into 26. That's three years from now. I'll be interested to see next year, 2025, who he can attract. If he can't attract any big cattle, it'll and, tell... And, and it'll, Shane it'll, Richardson. It'll, not Shane Richardson, Flanagan. It'll tell a lot, yeah. Absolutely. It'll tell a lot. Let's just call it for that one. Before we go, I just wanted to quickly say a word on the passing of Troy Dargan, who was killed in a motorbike accident over the Christmas period, and Carl Webb, who lost his battle of four years of motor neuron disease. On behalf of the panel of Lebs on League, go well, young boys, and our deepest oh. condolences to the Dargan and Webb families. All right. Can next... I just say, you never want to see anybody die early, but... Both way too young. Not one of them, that, to, one to, of them to see fresh. What, to see what Carl Webb was and what he degenerated to, what he, his body broke down and what he what he be a shadow of his former self, it's almost heartbreaking to see a larger than life... A once was warrior. A once were warrior human being reduced to that. It's so sad. Next week, we'll cover another two or three teams. Likely the Bulldogs, Titans and Dolphins is where we're going to be going. There's a lot to cover with those teams. But for now... Bass, anything else before we go? First, mate, good to be back. Looking forward to the season. Can you smell the Denko rub? Oh, mate, it's, <laughs> it's burning my... The good old days of Denko rub. You never want to go on your testicles. Remember when you <laughs> accidentally scratched them after you just applied your yeah, Denko rub? Yeah, yeah. scratch your... No- oh, hello. What? That'll wake you up quick. That's all right. Yeah, that'll wake you up. <laughs> That's like the Tom Rudonica slap in the face yeah, before you go out. Absolutely. By the way, I believe it's only about two or three weeks before the first ball is kicked in the trials and it's about a month away um, four and a half weeks for the start of the season it is around the corner smell it Chris anything from you buddy welcome back welcome back can't wait alright rugby league from Thursday to Sunday oh. oh thank you very much who needs to talk to their wives hey hey <laughs> I'm Johnny K. Roos thanks for joining please like follow subscribe to this podcast that way you'll be notified when a new episode drops if you know anyone that might like the show please share it thanks for listening hope you can join us next time welcome back welcome back